Welcome to the all new William B. Henry experience. Talking to business owners, local community leaders, and just overall cool people. This season is sponsored by the Billings Chamber of Commerce. Go to www.billingschamber.com. Welcome back to the William B. Experience and a big shout out to the Billings uh, Chamber of Commerce for sponsoring season three. I'm in the room with an uh, extraordinary individual. Uh, I want to welcome to the room, Sheridan Cottrell. How are you, madam? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. So Sheridan and I have crossed paths for several years, and it was time for us to sit down and document <laughs> one of these conversations. So I know that you own a fabulous business that really does something about uplifting women. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. I'm going to let you give it. I didn't give it as just do. So I'm going to let you give it as just do. But Legacy Creative Consulting. That's that's the name. That's the name. All right. So kind of kind of tell kind of tell the world what legacy is all about. Well, let's start off with legacy is about creating a legacy. Okay. So creating a legacy, I feel like um, you know when you have a business, it's like a passion fueled, heartfelt business. It's kind of seen many seasons, right, and pivots, and um, but. At the base of it was just bringing women together, bringing people together, um, having people see the possibilities they can create in their life, um, getting through obstacles, mindset blocks, um, really that that woman that's experienced success but like doesn't feel successful is my ideal client and getting them to that next level. Like what does their next level look like? Like really getting them passionate about becoming a better leader, becoming a visionary, becoming more so I love it. So I'm going to back up a step, right? Because I know that you are, your background is something a little bit different, right? Yeah. So talk about your background and what got you here. Because I think that's important for people to understand that connection. Yeah. I I think, like I said, any sort of business that's really thriving, that's built on like someone's, you know, belief that like I can create something that's going to change the world starts with a story, right? So it's, um, you know, I kind of checked all the boxes as a woman, like, you know, getting the degrees and the masters and having a family and doing all the things and really found that, well, I started out um, doing some business. I lived in Minneapolis. I went to school there and then I worked in actually insurance. I worked as a junior wholesaler in an insurance company, which is so crazy to even think about. Yeah. Right. To even think about 20 year old me and insurance is crazy now. Um, But I think it was really good to have the business background as I made my way into, um, I'm actually a speech pathologist by trade. And so when I came to Montana and finished my master's degree and started to raise a family, I really, it was the call to like do more, but also like I had a lot of debt, right? I've been going to school for a lot of years. And so kind of that traditional path of, um, you know, making 50 grand a year or, you know, having school hours or whatever it is that uh, that speech pathologists typically do didn't really seem like the right path for me. And so I feel like that was kind of how my passion to do more and be more started was really creating more of a consulting um, company with my speech and really changing the way they, you know, sell and market it, the productivity there, just all the things you normally that people talk about in business, really applying it to speech. And I feel like I had a lot of success just as a solo company 
um, doing that here in Eastern Montana because, you know, nobody wants to go to Wolf Point or <laughs> or Sydney, Montana. <laughs> or Sydney, Montana. It's hard to get people to travel there. It's hard to get there, right? But because my family actually lives out there, it was a lot easier for me to make that commute. But anyway, so those were a lot of my contracts hard and um, those rural community areas really lack in those services. And so just really finding a need to do that. And, you know, because I'm not busy enough with my five kids and my consulting career, I decided I really still felt like there was more for me to accomplish. And so I started a company called Big Sky Women, where it was really like local meetups, uh, membership community, just really empowering women, bringing women together. And, and to be honest, like, I don't think I knew enough about what that was going to entail. I mean, bringing people together like that is a, takes a lot out of you. And so I feel like that was the biggest growth journey for me is really trying to do that while I was building something else and having a family really brought to light. Like, it's kind of the struggle that women go through where, like, they try to do everything, right? They're trying to be more and do everything, not understanding that, like, you can't be a one-man shop forever, and so it was really that realization that kind of led me to blending the consulting and the coaching together. And that's sort of how Legacy was born. So Legacy's had this birth and you're leading the troops. So talk to me about the decision. And I think it's a bold decision, by the way, um, to just have women clientele. Talk, about, talk to me about that. Yeah, there's something really, really fun about you know it's not it wasn't even really a choice for me like you know how you feel led or called to do something like I see a lot of places where women are small still I see a lot of um, women get overlooked because maybe they're too focused on being perfect perfect they're staying too small they're following all the rules and checking all the boxes and it's really not serving them and so I felt like it was sort of my mission to help women see that you can step outside of that box, that like there is another way you can be a disruptor, you can think differently and that you can really lead others to that as well. So it's interesting because I, I tell the story quite often. So I grew up single family, single parent home, mother and daughter. And so I feel like now I just repeated that cycle, although I'm married, I have a wife and daughter, right? So I've grown up around women. Like that's, that's been my, that's been my thing. So I, I really applaud the fact that you have you're occupying a space where I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of work that can be done to help women see their overall value, right? So I, I appreciate from me, I appreciate you doing that. So how how does one know that they need you? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know that they ever really know. It's almost like they don't know they need you. <laughs> so, so it's kind of like a market where you have to start having conversations about things that they might not even recognize about themselves. And I think the biggest piece I see is sometimes the way that we operate is that we've been functioning in that world for so long um, that, you know, we've been taught that that's how we get ahead, right? We do more instead of being more. I don't really know how to describe that other than like perfectionism down to the, you know, I, I, I could see it all the time. Like I've worked in corporate and I built my own business and you can see women get overlooked over and over and over, not because they're performing any less, but because they're like, uh, my partner coach Scott, Scotty says it all the time. She says, women are like more likely to give themselves a C for everything where men are like, I'm just going to give myself an A, even if it wasn't perfect, and I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, well, well. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, it's, it's interesting to me, right? Because 
you know, my work is in inclusion, diversity, equity, right? And so a lot of times, actually, I'm headed next week to speak to uh, a women in mining group, which is interesting, right? Yeah, that's interesting. It's totally interesting. So I'm doing that next week. And one of the things that they asked me to talk about was killing the perceptions versus realities, right? Uh, with with women who are climbing that ladder. Because I always say there is no glass in it. Ceiling, you, you just need a hammer to shatter it, right? Um, so just talk about, like, as you are helping you know, women build business. What's that? What's the thing that you see? Is there a commonality to that stunting of growth or that progression of growth? Is that something that you see? Yeah. That, like, that yeah. Thing? I'd love to talk about that thing. Cause I think I see it differently than a lot of other people because I, I literally feel like it doesn't take that much to grow a six figure business. Like you can kind of wait. Wait, wait, up. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> I just want you guys to hear this. I'm going to I'm going to repeat this. <laughs> Sheridan says, doesn't take that much to grow a six-figure business. Okay, continue on. Okay. So a six-figure business, you're going to focus on sales and marketing. You're not going to worry a lot about other things like growing a team, um, becoming a better leader. Like You can kind of stay in that sales and marketing space and get to six figures, but you have to kind of bust your butt um, with sales to get there. And so there's a lot of that, like, if I just work harder, if I just work harder, I'll get to the next level. And, and I remember, um, a coach said to me, like, what are you going to do? Just build another six figure business. Like, cause it would have been like my third one. And, and I was like, no, I'm going to delegate so I can do more. I'm going to delegate and I'm going to do more here and I'm going to do more here. And, and this is life changing, right? Is that the answer is never do more. The answer is be more and do everything different. And I, it's, I like it. It's so... I would be more to quote today. Have you ever <laughs> remember today? It says be more, be great, be you. And like today, I wrote that somewhere today. Like, was, okay. Sweet. Okay, yeah. so be more, right? Yeah, like, that's the idea. Yeah. But I think what happens with women and why it's so hard to be more because they equate being more with doing more. The output, like I can't do anything else. Like I'm spent, right? Like I'm giving everything I can at home. And to put this down, so like a visualization that you can think about is like, I always tell women like you holding 40 balls, like you're juggling the 40 balls, you're way more likely to drop a bunch of them. But if you just hold you and your five balls, your expertise, like your value, your your core values, your things, and that's it, and, and say no to everything else, you'll be so much happier (laughs) you'll be so much more fulfilled you'll be so much more successful all the things that you actually wanted because what we know about psychology and the psychology of people is people forget quickly how nice you are holding all the balls right oh for sure for sure yeah yeah so so the other thing that 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 i find a lot of times too is this is that and, and and i want you to tell me about your experience like there's a taboo around being coached or hiring a coach or you know, trying to take that next level. How, how does how does one get away from that? You understand that they need to, because one of my models is all great coaches have coaches. Oh, all great coaches have many coaches right. is the idea, right? And I think, think about all the greats. They've been coached by 10, they might have 10 coaches, right? right? So like the more up leveled me really, really sees that, right? You want to write a book, you have a coach, you want to have a podcast, you hire someone, you want to, you know, like that's the place that we get to. But I think the stigma with coaches is a lot of times, you know, coaches, you can become a coach without really any training or, or, you know, license of per se or whatever. It's not highly regulated like other industries. So you really have to do your research around that. But I think if you think about, um, 
even just corporations, like they're definitely diving into the coaching world with executive coaches. And, and um, I don't know, it's such a weird thing. I always am like, am I a consultant or am I a coach? Well, I think you have to be both, right? Because you can't just talk about strategy and execution and the complexities there without talking about how you're not um, executing, you know, which is mindset. So you can't like, you can't get away from either. So I think you have to kind of know two things as a business coach. So it's funny too, because I do some of that classical executive coaching and I keep telling people, I'm not a coach or a consultant. I'm just an architect. Yeah. I just want to, I want to help you build whatever it is that you want to build. Not what I want to build, what you want to build. Yeah. I'm just going to give you some tools and resources to get it done. Right. So that's just my spin on it. Yeah. Cause people get freaked out when you tell them you're a consultant. I know. Right. Or if you tell them you're a coach, like, what do you coach? That's more like, no, I'm not talking about that kind of coach. Right. So I think it's really important. Like I try to set the stage that we're going to build something and you're going to be the foreman. I'm just going to be the person that helps you to apply the tools and the necessary resources to get it done. Yeah. And think about any other thing in your life, someone that's 20 steps ahead of you or, or, you know, 10 steps ahead of you, or even one can guide you so much better through the process than someone than you tried to go out alone. And so I think one of the things that I've learned is like, how do I show people that they need me is really like how much is staying stuck where you are costing you. You know, like, I think if you think about it that way, like it's costing them, it's usually a pretty major, major problem for them. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes too, you know, and I've had some, actually Kelly and I've had this conversation before, like, where do you put your, where do you put your dollars as a small business? Right. And a lot of times we say we can't afford to, and I always say you can't afford not to. Yeah. Right? You got to figure out those things that are important. And if you want to take those next leaps, some of those things come with pain and some of those pains are financial. Yeah. And I think I look back at like my growing my speech business, like here I have a master's degree, a couple of them at this point, And I don't know how to run a business. It's like, oh, here you go. Go run a business. Like there's a lot of occupations out there that have a ton of school, but they don't know the first thing about a business. So they're like starting from scratch. So imagine like trial and error, throwing spaghetti at the wall, how much money you're wasting. If you just hire somebody that's already done it or helped 100 people or 500 people or however many do it, they're they're well equipped to save you a lot of money. So don't reinvent the wheels. Yeah. Right. So so I got to ask you, I got to ask you two, two more things. First thing is this, if, if women are looking to get involved to take their, um, I'll call it their business palette to the next level, how, how, do they, how do they get a hold of you? Well, good question. You can find me at Legacy Creatives Consulting on up, across all the social media channels. And really just, I like phone numbers. Can I get my phone number? Absolutely. 406-670-3680. So, and, and it's really important to me. Like I said, the reason I really wanted you to be on the show is because I have an affinity for seeing women grow their business, right? I, I truly do. And I think part of that affinity, a lot of that affinity is at a 15-year-old coming up, right? And I want her to see that, you know, hey, look, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. And I want to be able to point to women like, Look at her. Go talk to her. I've had a conversation with her. I think that's really important to put in front of her. Um, and all of my next four episodes are all powerful women. It's kind of crazy, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I, wanted, I wanted you to have you on the show for that purpose. So I really appreciate you sharing that message. Lastly, I got to ask you, what's that one thing that drives you every day? You get up, you look in the mirror, you say, it's go time. What's that thing that drives you? Well, 
I think for me, like there's the internal drive to just like be, be a better person, do have more impact in the world. That seems so trite, but it really does apply to that women that you're talking about. Like, I want to help them. Like, I really think I bleed, like I want for them so much, like old me, six figure earner me would like do it at all costs. So like I would dig in and like do the work for them, right? Realizing quickly that like you can't do the work for them. They will never sustain it. Um, so really empowering women, like that's what empowering them to be able to make powerful decisions, to be really good leaders. There's, the leadership is an action. There's like a whole set of things that you have to learn and do and be to be a leader. And I feel like that's really what drives me is raising more leaders. So you heard it here. You heard it here. If you're looking to take your business, women, I should say that, women, if you're looking to take your business to the next level, reach out to Sharon. She gave you guys her phone number. I really appreciate you taking some time to come in uh, so we can document one of these conversations. So yes. thanks. Well, we'll have to do it again. Let's do it again. All right. Okay, hey, thanks so much. Thank, thank you for coming. The experience, we're out. Have a good one.